Hermione sat in her bed, propped up against the pillows, idly running the feather of her quill across her mouth and back again as she decided what to write. She had been unable to say anything for several minutes, choosing instead to watch out of the window at the moon and wonder about everything, her heart heavy and turbulent all at once. It had been a long day. A long day. She'd watched Harry return from telling Oliver his decision and watched Ron's face close off, and her heart had gone out to both of them. She still didn't understand what Harry thought he was doing, and both she and Ron had tried to talk him out of it, but he had only snapped at them that everybody needed to get off his case. She looked across the room, to where her one small bag was packed and sitting against the opposite wall. Tomorrow morning she'd be getting off Harry's case, deliberately, for the first time since she'd met him. Never before had she willingly parted from Harry or Ron. The only thing left to pack for Crotona was her diary, which sat open on her lap. Deciding what to pack had been one of the most difficult decisions that she'd ever had to make. The thinker wasn't expecting her. She'd received no formal invitation, but realized that what she chose to bring with her would probably be considered some sort of test. She'd read as much as she could, and after several long walks alone had decided that the best thing to do was pack as little as possible. For a girl used to carrying four or five books around with her, just in case, it had been a monumental choice to make. In the end, she'd packed several rolls of parchment, a few quills, several bottles of ink, a spare set of robes, and a few select toiletries. No books. She decided that in order to think, she would need to free herself completely. Books were her crutch in life, and she had to learn to get around them. Of course, she hadn't realized she'd packed Hogwarts a history into her bag, and had only become aware of what she'd done after going through the bag for a third time, trying to figure out why it was so heavy. Ron was still downstairs. Hermione glanced nervously toward the door, and then towards Ginny's empty bed. Ron was still downstairs, but he hadn't said goodbye to her yet, and she knew he wouldn't waste his last night with her. He'd be up here soon, and they'd have the room to themselves. The thought gave her a funny little chill of anticipation and fear. Ron, on the few opportunities she'd had to curl up and sleep beside him, had been solid and warm at her back. Kissing him was such a lovely wretch all over, every time. He was so protective, so infuriating, so safely hers, so hard to refuse. Finally moved to write something, she licked the nib of her quill to start the ink flowing and wrote, HQOW, Gwen? Hmm? I'm just sitting here thinking. About what? Everything. I'm nervous. Well, that's perfectly natural. You're getting ready to try something you don't completely understand. It's an adventure. Anyone would be nervous. I'm nervous about something else. Has something else happened with Ron? Have the Malfoys pressed formal charges? No, they've just told the Daily Prophet that they will. Nothing solid yet. Perhaps they won't follow through on it. There were witnesses, after all. Draco Malfoy, even with a cracked head, will still find a way to bother Ron and Harry for as long as he lives, especially Ron. I can't imagine he won't attempt to get him in trouble, now that he's got the chance. 
I can't go to Cortona. Why not? I can't leave Ron. Hermione, we've been through this before. I know, I know, I know. And it's all true. If I don't go, and I never find out what this is, then I'll think about it forever, and I'll hold it against him in the end. I don't want to resent Ron, but I don't want to be away from him either. And not just for his sake, Gwen. I don't know how to do without him anymore. He's been the other part of me for such a long time. I don't think I'll know quite who I am on my own. I know. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm crying. You're loud. No, I'm really not. He'll be up here any second. Up here? As in, up in your room? Yes. But where's Jenny? Well, I had a long talk with Jenny today, after Harry told everybody about Quidditch and all, and she asked me if I was excited to be leaving, and I just started to cry. I've got a hair trigger today, I guess. Anyway, I ended up telling her that I wasn't sure I could bring myself to leave Ron after all, and she said not to worry, that she'll write me and let me know everything that happens, and she said that she'll look out for him. And then she told me she'd arrange it so that we would have all night to talk and be with each other. How did she do that? She didn't say how she was going to do it, but just now she pretended to fall asleep on the sofa. I was so embarrassed, it felt so obvious to me. But I told Ron and Harry that I was coming upstairs to finish packing, and I just ran up here. I know Ron will follow me. Yes, don't you want him to? Of course. I'm just, you know, afraid. Of what? Of... Of? My self-control or lack thereof. Oh, Gwen, do I have to spell it out? Not at all. That's quite sufficient. I wouldn't worry, Hermione. You and Ron have talked that out. I'm sure he'll respect your wishes. Gwen, don't say anything. But the trouble is, I'm not sure what my wishes are. I want him. And then again, I'm just not ready. If I were, then I wouldn't be worrying over it like this. I wouldn't be asking myself if it's the right time. My mother always said, If you have to ask the question, then you already know the answer. I wish I could talk to her. Oh, Hermione, I'm so sorry. But I can't. So you'll have to tell me. You have to tell me how I know when it's time. The truth? Of course. You'll just know. Oh, I knew you'd say something completely bloody unhelpful like that. Yes, I do what I can. Honestly. You know, you really ought to use that language in front of Ron. That would certainly distract him from various other pursuits. Oh, yes, aren't you clever. Well, I'm glad you're so entertained since I... Oh, Gwen, I have to go. What? He's on the steps. I hear him. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, help. Oh, the number of times you have shut me on an unbelievable cliffhanger. Good night, Gwen. Good luck, Hermione. Hermione closed the diary and quickly put out the light. She would pretend to be asleep. Yes, that was it. Ron would come in, see she was asleep, 
and slide into the bed beside her. He'd hold her in his long arms, and everything would be just fine. She willed her heart to stop racing and tightly shut her eyes when she heard the door creak open. Hermione? came Ron's voice in a whisper. She didn't answer. She heard the door slowly shut, then footsteps padded across the wood floor. She knew he was standing over her, trying to discern whether she was awake or not. He didn't speak again, but a moment later Hermione felt the bed sag next to her where Ron had just climbed into it. Her breath began to shorten into flighty little gasps, and she knew it was a giveaway that she was awake, but there was nothing she could do to regulate it. She felt a thrill, waiting for him to dare something. It was dark. Jenny had made it clear she wasn't coming upstairs. And this was their last night together for three months. What had she said to him the day they'd fought? Wouldn't you want to make the most of it? Don't go. Ron's voice was right next to her ear. He was pushing her hair aside, and she was trying to figure out how not to make any noises that she wouldn't want the rest of the house to hear. Please stop saying that, she whispered back. Ron, are you trying to hurt me? Ron might have thought she meant he was trying to hurt her by telling her not to go, but that wasn't it. Hermione was actually in pain because what Ron was doing to her jawline with his mouth was more or less killing her, but in such a way that she wouldn't have dreamed of stopping him. Are you trying to hurt me? he murmured back. She wondered if he meant the same thing. Instinctively she turned her head and found his mouth with her own. It was amazing the way he seemed to be able to anticipate what she was going to do with her lips and arrive in the right places. Her head was spinning. It felt like a landslide, and all they had done was kiss. Hurriedly, unsure she'd be able to stop herself if they ventured any further, Hermione broke away and breathed heavily for a moment. He was at her ear right away. He wasn't letting her go anywhere. I'm going to miss you, he said in a low voice that made her shiver. Still, she managed to smirk slightly in the darkness, for someone who had never managed to do his homework. Ron certainly knew exactly what the answers were in certain circumstances. I'm going to miss you too, she whispered back, keeping her head turned away so that all he could get at was her neck. He did a good job of it. No, you're not, he mumbled. You're going to get all carried away out there. No, Hermione sat up sharply. He sat up as well and looked at her. The moon was bright enough to light up his eyes in the darkness. She reached up a hand and trailed her fingers on his face, over the bruise that Malfoy had left there. It killed her to look at it and know that someone had hurt him deliberately, someone right across the street and in her reach, someone she could outduel in five seconds flat. Ron thought he was the only one who wanted to punch people. I'm really, really going to miss you, she said softly. I want you to know that. She brushed his hair back from his forehead and looked at him. Ron shut his eyes and leaned into her hand. What will you miss, then? he asked. You making me laugh? Do I make you laugh? Not even meaning to prove it, Hermione laughed and dropped her hand from his hair. Oh, please, she said. You know you do. He opened his eyes and looked into hers. What else? Hermione thought a moment. 
your arms, she ventured quietly. She knew it was a dangerous thing to say. She wasn't surprised when he wrapped them around her. She gave a soft little cry and pressed herself close to him. Your arms, just like this. This. Just this. They breathed together, feeling each other's chest rising and falling. Can you believe, Harry? Ron finally said, tightening his arms around her. No, Hermione sighed, not wanting to play seeker for the cannons. It amazed Hermione the way Ron could make the Chudley cannons a part of their most intimate moments. She hid a smile in his shoulder. He just wants to do the right thing, she said after a moment. You know how he is. Yeah, he's an idiot. Ron, just look out for him. Of course. One of his big hands played with her hair. If I can, that is, if I'm here, depending on what happens. Nothing bad will happen to you. Hermione kissed his neck and left her mouth against his skin, trying to ignore the cold fear that touched her heart at the idea of Ron on trial against Malfoy. She held him tighter. No one would take him away from her. Ever. You're innocent. Yeah, and Sirius will make sure everybody knows it. Ron paused. I can feel your heart beating, he murmured absently. The words went through Hermione like a shot. He really did know what to say in certain circumstances. She slumped on his shoulder, feeling tears come into her eyes. What is it? he asked, surprised in his voice, when suddenly Hermione was sniffling quite audibly. I, I don't want to leave, she said in a very small voice. Ron didn't answer. It angered her that he wouldn't answer. He knew what she needed him to say. She needed him to tell her that she had to go, that he knew she had to go, that it was part of who she was, and he understood it. But he wouldn't. He wasn't going to encourage her. Did he think that it had been an easy decision to make? Did he think she wanted to leave him, especially under the circumstances? It wasn't about that. It wasn't about him. And she couldn't explain herself any more than she already had. Hermione began to detach herself from him, taking down her arms and turning away to stand up and go to the other bed. But Ron was too quick for that. He caught her, held her there, and buried his face in her hair again. Before she could protest, his mouth had found her ear, her cheek, her lips, her neck again, and then her collarbone, never letting up. She fought to stay angry, but he lit a small fire where the anger had been, and his hands were running up and down the length of her back. His mouth touched the hollow of her throat. His hair tickled her chin. Ron! Her early sniffling was forgotten. It had been replaced with the sharp, inward gasps of air. She grabbed hold of his shoulders and dug her fingers into the muscles there as he lowered her back onto her pillows, blue eyes naked in their intent. She whimpered slightly, not sure of her own strength, and wondered if she'd even wanted to say no. It was the last night. It was Ron. She knew she loved him. Ron was pulling her nightdress aside, opening two of the little buttons, revealing her shoulder. Hermione felt his breath snake beneath the cotton neckline, and she nearly fainted with pleasure when he kissed her skin, brushing his lips from side to side, 
covering the whole exposed area. She clung on and pressed her eyes shut, saying nothing to stop him, until Ron slowly trailed his mouth toward the place where her chest began to slope forward. Hermione's eyes flew open. This was more than they had done together yet, and she could feel where it was leading. Ron, no, we can't. Not with everybody home. Not yet. Don't. The words were out of her mouth before she'd made the choice in her mind, and she felt a strange sense of relief, knowing that she still had possession of herself. Shh, Ron whispered, and the sensation of sound made goosebumps on her skin. Don't worry. I wasn't going to try that. I know you want to wait. Well, then, what are you... Tell me to stop if you want. He lifted his face to touch his lips to hers. Honestly, I will. But if you're really leaving tomorrow, he muttered, the words against her mouth making her shudder, just let me give you something to remember me by. He gave her several moments to think, then pulled back and hovered above her, waiting for her answer. Hermione searched his face and her heart. She nodded briefly, watching his expression shift from hope to disbelief before she shut her eyes again. He'd stop. She knew him. The next thing she felt was a kiss so powerful that she nearly lost her hearing. Ron's mouth had a deep hold of hers, and she forgot that there was such a thing as breathing. I love you, he gasped when he broke off, and began to trail his mouth down her neck once more, and over her collarbone, and then across skin that he'd never touched or seen. Hermione jerked and clapped a hand over her own mouth. Whatever sound she'd wanted to make was certainly not coherent speech. Her vocabulary was gone. Her brain had shut off. Ron was inside every one of her senses, and she gave herself over to all of it, trusting him to keep his word. He did.